All right, good to see everybody out this morning. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's all stand. Page 
this morning say amen. amen nope 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 not gonna let you buy with that little wig amen if you are glad that you are in the house of God this morning say amen amen that's a little bit better amen we appreciate all of you being here especially our visitors we appreciate uh, what God has been doing in our hearts and looking forward to what God's going to do today he's still God of today as he was yesterday and the day before He'll still be God in the future, but thank God he's the God of now. Amen. Amen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to ask Brother Dr. Timothy Mitchell if he will to open us in prayer. Hello. 
22 years ago plus, I moved to Gainesville and started pastoring Merville Baptist Church. Right before that, there were two blind ladies called, they called themselves the Enlighteners. They were a singing group, both of them blind. One was legally blind. She could see right there, but the other one was totally blind. But they sang a song and I heard it on a little cassette tape. That's how many years ago it was, a cassette tape. And uh, the thing blessed my heart. And I came up here and began singing that song and it kind of became the theme song of Murrayville Baptist Church. We've seen God do a lot of things and there's still a lot God's got in his mind to do here in this place. And we're going to, y'all are going to see God do great mighty things. I promise you that. Listen to the words of this song. I've said, you're my shepherd. And I've said, you're my all. If by chance I'd stumble, you would catch my fall. But these were merely words I spoke when others were around. <laughs> Till I saw what Jesus could do when I was feeling down. Jesus, you're formed the heavens you poured out the rushing sea and you carved those mighty mountains in your majesty such glory in your kingdom Lord how can it be that you could take the time to be everything to me. Jesus, you're Jesus, you're everything. 
six. That's choir comes down. Page two ninety six. Strife will cease and be eternal. Peace when Jesus comes in the cloud. Upon the hills of home, our feet shall ever roam when Jesus comes in the cloud. When Jesus comes in glory bright, we'll leave the lonely shades of night. Oh, sorrow eternal joy that's when Jesus comes in the cloud we'll do that third after you have a little fellowship if you got any offer go ahead and bring it up front everybody here. I hope everybody's having a wonderful morning. It is a beautiful morning today. I uh, just got a few announcements. Uh, right after service, we're going to have a uh, potluck. I guess uh, everybody's seen everybody bringing food over there. So stay and enjoy the fellowship that we have planned. Um, sounds like it's going to be really, really good. There's going to be no night service tonight. So remember that. Uh, remember May the 3rd. It's coming, it's coming Wednesday. We're going to have our Crusaders for Christ uh, Pine Word Derby, okay? So 
remember, there's going to be no Bible study at 7 o'clock. So the race is going to start at 6. So I encourage everybody to come and enjoy the race. Support these kids. These are great kids, and, and they have a wonderful time. So please, please, 6 o'clock this coming Wednesday, uh, be there to support them. Uh, May the 6th, we got a ladies' tea at 1030. Uh, so if you signed up on the sheet over there, please uh, make sure you come for that. Uh, May the 21st, uh, we got a graduation graduation celebration uh, for Sarah Hayfley, uh, Bella Dinsmore, and Brady May. So uh, please be here for that. Uh, yes, sir, it's going to be, that's, that's a big time in their lives. Really, really is. So please be there for that to, to celebrate that. Uh, and as the uh, month goes by, the, 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 as we go on, as far as the services coming up, as we have uh, preachers come in, we're going to have a little survey for the church to kind of fill out after, after preachers come in and preach. Uh, so y'all can be very involved and active in that as well. Uh, so that's all I got. Thank you for your attention. I didn't plan to do this song with this many people here, <laughs> but I wanted to do this song for Brother John because Brother John and I have a lot, a lot in common. And as we've got to know each other real well, just things that we both broke our Achilles tendon. I mean, how can you do that? But we have a lot of things in common. And this story, this song that Kathy and I is going to do, <clears throat> it was written in 1948. And it was done at about the same time Billy Graham was starting his crusade. And his crusade uh, was in Los Angeles. And they had introduced him to several people, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, newspaper people, and none of them talked about his crusade. Stuart Hamlin, which was, Stuart was a cowboy. He was a Western star. He was a drunkard. <laughs> he was a brawler. And Billy Graham took a liking to Stuart Hamlin. And as the story goes, the Crusades were doing terrible. And Billy Graham's people told him, we need to stop. And Billy said, no. That night, Stuart Hamlin came to Billy's hotel and got saved. And after that, he was walking down the street one day and met a good friend, John Wayne. And John said, hey, what's this I hear happened to you last night? And Stuart Hamlin replied, it is no secret what God can do. And John Wayne said, hmm, that sounds like a song title. And so Stuart Hamlin wrote this song. He wrote the song and the lyrics in 17 minutes. So I hope you'll enjoy this song. chimes of time ring out the news another day is through someone slipped and fell was that someone you 
you may have longed for added strength, your courage to renew. Do not be disheartened. I have news for you. It is no Kathy could do all of that. Amen. Now I know where Barry gets it from. I do want to encourage all of you to be here Wednesday night for the car race. I've won that race every year, but I gave the trophy to one of the kids so they could go home saying they won, but I won it every year. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15 this morning. I want to say I thank all of you for being here. Thank uh, our visitors, our friends, Brother Ben, Brother Scott, all of your family being here this morning. I see Miss Karen Roberts back there. Miss Hannah. Miss Hannah, Hannah. I remember her holding her in my arms, dedicating her to the Lord. And here she is still living for Jesus. Amen. It's not on. 
What about now? No. Well, get me on because I don't want them to miss what I got to say today. How about now? That's it. I must confess that this has been one of the hardest sermons to to uh, discover, I guess you'd call it. I've been praying, asking the Lord to please direct my heart of what He would have me to preach today. And a million things have gone through my mind. And uh, I wrestled with it. I struggled. I prayed. I begged God. I, I talked to my wife about it, thinking that maybe she had the message. And, and, uh, and uh, she did say, well, why don't you preach on the church? And I said, well, we'll just have to see. And nothing, nothing came whatsoever to my heart until this morning. I got up early this morning and I went upstairs to my upper room and I got along with the Lord. And the Lord just started giving me some thoughts for my final last message at Merville Baptist Church. As I said earlier, I've been here 22 plus years and it's been a great 22 years. Y'all have played a major, major, major role in making me the man of God that I am today. And I thank every one of you for being a part of my life and letting me be a part of your life. It's meant so much to me and Miss Debbie down through the years, and I appreciate just being able to call you my friends. And I thank God for every one of you. To those of us visiting this morning, we're going to be baptizing in just a little while, Miss Maddie. I can't wait to baptize her, put her under that water. I might hold her for a great while, but uh, get her. Is this your family, Maddie? Amen. Thank y'all for being here. Thank y'all for coming. Yeah, give them a hand. Miss Maddie got saved on Easter Sunday morning, uh, and. Uh, Appreciate what God's doing in the lives. Jeremiah chapter 3, will you stand to honor the reading of God's word this morning? Jeremiah chapter 3, just one verse of scripture, then we're going to be looking at many others. As I was meditating and praying and asking God to give me what I needed to give y'all this morning. And that's always been my heart and prayer that I could give, get something from God to give to y'all. I thought, like I said, I had a million thoughts run through my mind, but I can think of no better place to go than to the Word of God and find the answers there. And this is my, I don't want to call it my last message at Merville Baptist Church. Y'all may have me come back in sometime. And uh, I'll just call it my parting message for this time. Uh, I've said that I'm retiring. I'm not retiring from preaching. Uh, I know the brethren would criticize that. Uh, preachers never retire. I'm retiring from pastoring. I've been doing it 35 years, half of my lifetime, and uh, just retiring from pastoring, and I pray that God would uh, keep opening doors for me and uh, that I'd be able to keep preaching the Word of God for Him. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15, the Word of God reads like this. This is a promise to Merville Baptist Church. 
And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Didn't say I would feed you with emotions. Didn't say I'll feed you with a feeling. But he said that they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. I want to take that verse of scripture this morning, just talk to you for a little while in my parting message for Merville Baptist Church. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord, we love you so much and thank you for the years you've given me with this dear people. Lord, it's been a privilege. It's been my honor to be their pastor and what a blessing it's been down through the years. Lord, we've seen many battles together. We've fought them. We've, we've come through them. And Lord, we give you all the glory and the praise and honor for everything you've done. Lord, I've seen the tears fall on the altars. I've seen the shouts. I've seen the hands raise. I've seen the hands, Lord, not even able to raise. But Lord, through it all, you've been the God of this church, and we thank you and praise you for the years that you've been with us here. Lord, there's no doubt in my mind that you love Murrayville Baptist Church, and I thank you and praise you for caring for us the way you have. Now, Lord, in my parting words, I pray, God, that you would please give me wisdom Give me the right spirit, a clean heart, that I might say them, Lord, in, in your blessings. And, Lord, that you might touch every one of us now. Open our hearts to Jesus Christ and his word in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. <clears throat> I have no introduction or anything like that other than I do have one little thing that I want to read for you. And I don't know... Be honest with you, I do not know how I ran across this. I've had it for years, and I've got some things written on the back of this and just some little notes that I've made, but it was a, a quote about a pastor. And I want to read you this quote this morning. It says that a pastor never gets to say, I'm off duty. He never gets to punch out at five. He never gets to have a normal schedule. I've always said the pastorate is very easy. It's adhering to a very strict schedule with constant interruptions. <laughs> he never gets to have a normal schedule. We don't know how many sleepless nights they spend on their knees praying for the church, how much opposition they face, how many family opportunities they miss to meet with hurting people. We can't carry their burden for them, but we can do what the Bible tells us to. Pray for them, encourage them, support them. By blessing them, we will only be blessed in return. Y'all have been mighty good to me at this church, and I believe that's one of the reasons that God has so richly blessed Murrayville Baptist Church. You've been good to me in praying for me. You've been good to my family. You've been good to Miss Debbie, and I appreciate the heart that you have toward a pastor. The Bible says in our text that God will give you pastors according to his heart. And those pastors will teach you in knowledge and understanding. And I want to say some things as I part my ways as pastor of Merville Baptist Church. To all of you this morning, I pray that you would listen to me. That you would lay on every word that I say and. And be intent to listen and apply what I say to you. 
to your hearts. I love this church. I love every one of you. People, I remember telling one pastor, I said, I just want to let you know that I've resigned my church. He said, what's wrong? I said, nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing is wrong. And it's always been my prayer, Miss Debbie's prayer, that if we were to ever leave, that we could leave when the church was on the top. And I want to say this, that that is a hard thing for a pastor to do. To leave when it's on top. People getting saved. We're baptizing people on a regular basis. The visitors, people joining the church. And uh, you don't owe a dime. You got money in the bank. I mean, things are good for Merville Baptist Church. And it's all because of Jesus Christ. It's not because of me. It's not because of you. It's all because of Jesus Christ loving this church the way that he does. And uh, there's nothing wrong. It's just God's timing for me to step down as pastor of Murrayville Baptist Church. I want to say number one. Now listen to me. This is a critical time in your life. Y'all have been, Some of y'all have been here before. Some of y'all have already, Brother Terry Ransom has been here longer than I. He was on the pulpit committee that uh, ushered in me and Brother Ron. Y'all have been here before. But it is a critical time. And with that, let me say this, it's critical because emotions are, are crazy right now. Emotions are wild right now. They're sensitive. And emotions can easily be stepped on. So it's a critical time in the life of Murrayville Baptist Church. And knowing that emotions are high, watch your tongue. I need to say that again. Watch your tongue. Watch what you say. Watch how you say it to people. Because emotions are so wild in people's lives right now. Some of you are hurt that we're leaving. Some of you are glad that we're leaving probably. But it is critical time in the life of Merville Baptist Church. So watch your tongue. You say, Brother John, how do I watch my tongue? How do I guard it? The Bible likens the tongue to a, to a serpent. It likens it to a wild fire. That when it's just let loose, it just causes much damage. You can watch your tongue by guarding your heart. Guarding your heart. Pray. Seek God. Say, God, please guard my heart. I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt anybody else. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, verse 23, it said, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Everything that we do comes from the inside. Everything that we say, everything that we think, everything that every action, it comes from our heart. Listen to what Jesus Christ said in Luke 6, in verse number 45. It said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the, listen to it, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So guard your heart. Keep your life clean. Keep your heart clean before the Lord Jesus Christ. It's easy to say something that offends someone else at this time. But be sure that you're an encourager of the brethren. That you're somebody that speaks edifying words to them. And encourage them to stay faithful and stay true. To the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Bible says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. There's going to be some of you that might say, well, I'm going to leave because Brother John leaving. Don't you make me to be a cult leader. Don't you make a cult leader out of me. Y'all aren't here because of me, I pray. I pray that you're here for Jesus Christ. Don't you make a cult leader out of me and start leaving the church. And people say, yeah, I knew they were in it just for Brother John. If you leave because Brother John leaves, your relationship with Jesus Christ isn't what it ought to be. Amen. Amen. I am still the pastor right now. Uh, be sensitive. It's a critical time. Number two, second thing I want to tell you, decisions have got to be made. Right now, I'm the pastor, but I'm about to leave. Brother Terry Ransom is the head of the deacon board. We got two deacons, two great deacons in this church, Brother Terry and Brother Mike. They do an excellent job of deaconing. I mean, they can deacon. If anybody can deacon, these men can deacon. (laughs) And I want to say this. When I step down, Brother Terry Ransom is the elder of this congregation. He's the elder of this church. Listen to him. Do what he tells you to do. Pray for him. There's a pulpit committee that they have gotten together and formed. And that pulpit committee has got to be led by the Spirit of God to get the man of God that God wants for this church. Don't settle for anybody less than a man of God for this church. Look for a man of God for this church. Don't choose a man according to friendship or relationship. Choose a man... That is a man of God. The text says that God will give you pastors according to his heart. And a a pastor is an unusual sort of man. He's just a man. I want you to understand that he is just a man. But he's God's man. And you be sure to follow this man. And listen to this man. Pray for him. Listen, if you don't agree with something he may do, I wish some of y'all be listening to me right now. If he don't do something that you think he ought to be doing, pray for him. And do not, do not get on your telephone. I said it right. Some of y'all don't have telephones, you've got telephones. Don't get on your telephone and go to talking to others about what's going on. Pray, 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 and seek God yourself. I want to ask you something. How many of you have ever tried to pastor a church? Brother Ben has, Brother Scott has. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. You've got to be led by God to pastor a church. And if you don't like something that Brother Terry, this pulpit committee does, pray for them. Come to them and talk to them about it. Don't talk to others about it. Talk to him of what's on your heart. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 7, Remember them which have the rule over you, 
who has spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. The word of God says in Hebrews 13, verse 17, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you. Then in Hebrews 13, verse number 24, it says, Salute them that have the rule over you. Remember, obey, submit. Stay in unity together in this church. Endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit of God. You see, we can, we can try to keep unity on ourselves and it won't work. But the Word of God says, endeavor. Endeavor, that means to put every effort that's in you to keep the unity, listen to it, of the Spirit of God. That means you've got to let the Spirit of God be involved in your emotions, in your mind, in your heart, in your life. You've got to let God guard you and and lead you. You've got to let the Spirit of God give you that unity spirit that this church is going to need. Pray for the pulpit committee. Stay, Stay unified in mind and in spirit. When they bring you in a candidate, watch the man. Listen to the man. And consider, you're you're considering him to be your pastor. Listen to what he's got to say. Watch the man's life. Watch his family. And just consider, is this the man that God wants us to have at Merville Baptist Church? When you do need to make your decision, be sure it's made with much prayer. Seeking you personally, seeking God. And, and asking God to show you which man is the right man for this church. When you have found a pastor, when you have voted, and the man enters this pulpit as pastor of Merville Baptist Church, love him, support him, pray for him. Realize that he's just a man, but he is a man of God. And let me say this, there's a Bible principle that a lot of God's sheep don't understand that the way you treat the man of God is the way you're treating God. The Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel, let me get me a sip of water. The Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel that Samuel was leading God's people. They didn't like Samuel. They wanted a king to rule over them. And the Bible says that it grieved Samuel at his heart that they asked for a king. It grieved Samuel. It broke Samuel's heart. He thought, why don't they like me? Why don't they care for my life? Listen what God told him. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me from being king over them. You see, the way that you're treating the man of God is the way that you're ultimately treating God. It's a reflection of your attitude toward God Himself. What should, what should you look for and pray for? The Bible, look in Titus chapter number 1 with me. These verses are critical. What should I look for and pray for? Look in Titus, the book of Titus. Titus chapter number 1. I give you the opportunity to find that in your Bible. Titus chapter number 1. 
Titus chapter number 1, verse number 5 says this. And Paul is writing to Titus and he says this, For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he had been taught, that he might be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. That's a lot of requirements. That's a lot to consider for a man of God. But when God sends his man you will know it. God will speak. Be listening for the voice of God to speak to you and confirm to your heart. That's the man that God wants in our pulpit. Look in 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter number 5. Look in verse number 1. He said, the elders, Peter writing, he said, the elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God. Y'all look for a man that knows this book is God's book. Don't you settle for a man that thinks there's a better version or a mysterious original that nobody can get their hands on. You find a man that knows and believes that this book he holds in his hand is the written, inspired, infallible Word of God. Don't you settle for a man that say, well, this is the closest thing we got. No, this is it. This is it. I, I personally believe that God himself actually wrote this Bible and put it in my hands. I believe that. Look in 1 Peter chapter 5. He says, I lost my place. Let me get back there real quick. 1 Peter 5. He said, feed the flock of God, which is among you taking the oversight thereof. See, that's what a pastor is doing. He's just overseeing everything. Not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. That's what I pray that me and Miss Debbie has been down through these years. has just been an example to y'all of how to live for God and enjoy God's goodness. Remember this. In my parting words, remember this. Always remember this. I will always love you. Always will. There's not one thing you will never hear Brother John said one critical thing about Murrayville Baptist Church. This is a great church. Y'all are good people. And God has uniquely put all of you together and fashioned every one of you here as a unit, a body, a church of Almighty God. This is a church. This is not a social club. This is not some kind of little uh, organization that you join. This is the church of Almighty God. 
And that's you. You're the church. Continue to pray for me and Miss Deb. We've been and will be always praying for you. That God's will would be accomplished right here at Merville Baptist Church. Be sober. Be sober. Be diligent. And stay with Jesus Christ. Look in Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. You'll find many times in the Word of God that Paul would go into a certain area and he would stay with them for different periods of time. Sometimes he would stay just a few days, some months, and some years. But when he would leave, he would, he would get together with that bunch of people that he was about to leave. And this is one of those places where Paul is just about to leave. And he said this in verse number of Acts chapter 20. I want to begin in verse number 18 and read a goodly portion of Scripture. But I think they're befitting words for Merville Baptist Church to hear at this time. And when they were come to him, to Paul, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came into, into Asia, after what manner I have been with you all at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you, and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of those things move me, neither can I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have, shunned to I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Brother Terry, that's you and Brother Mike in the pulpit committee. To feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Watch, therefore watch, and remember... That this, by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn every one night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I've coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. I've got to stop right there and say this. That there are some things that I have coveted in there. I've coveted some of the men's hair. <laughs> I told Brother Rick Oldham in the hospital the other day, I said, I don't like your hair. But anyway, 
I've coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. I've showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had this spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. And they all wept sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spake, that they should see his face no more. And they accompanied him unto the ship. Sister Megan, would you just come and tickle the ivories just for a little bit? As I said earlier, God has assembled a unique body of people here at Merville Baptist Church. You're not a member of Merville Baptist Church by accident. God placed you here. Down through the years, it's always been my modus operandi, if you will, that when somebody begins visiting the church, I never put pressure on them to join the church because I want them to know that God has placed them here. I want them to know that God has led them here, and that's just the way that I've operated uh, the whole time I've been here at Merville. I want to read you something. I wrote this December the 8th, 2020. We were ending the COVID epidemic, pandemic. And uh, I was sitting at home one day and I began thinking about y'all. And I wrote this, and these words are just as true today as they were when I wrote them back in 2020. And I want you to listen to them. They call themselves, just play me a little something. They call themselves Murrayville Baptist Church. They designate themselves as such because their place of congregational worship is located in the North Georgia Hills of Murrayville. They're distinctively Baptist in their beliefs and want to be known as such. And they are a church. The little bit of property they occupy on this planet is relatively small. And most of the world does not know they exist. But heaven knows exactly of their whereabouts. Their facilities are inviting and comfortable. And they appreciate God's manifold blessings upon them. They look forward to the specified times of gathering together and absolutely love opening their doors. It is not a pride that motivates them to be who they are, but rather a deep-seated love for their Savior and friend, Jesus Christ. When you enter through their doors, you're welcomed with an open heart and you generally sense that they care. They are a curious mixture of people. Some are young, some are old. Some are married and some are single. Some are rich and a lot of us are poor. Some are goofy and some are serious. Some are loud while others are quiet. Some sit on the left, some sit on the right. 
Some sit up front, and Jeff Haynes sits on the back. They have their spot marked, and they know where they like to make their nest. When they're gathered together, they're there for a common purpose. Though they may walk in with troubles weighing them down or everything going their way, they come for a reason. Some come early, some are late, but they come. They bring, <laughs> some are late. <laughs> some come early, some are late, but they come. They bring their children and sit together as families, or they may sit up with their friends. They wear overalls, suits, dresses, and slacks. They carry a book under their arms, hold it close to their hearts. If you watch them close, they will amaze you. If you watch them close, they will amaze you with their sincerity and unity. They greet one another and make sure your needs are met. They play the instruments and sing the songs. They laugh, they cry, they shout, and they pout. Even their children know what to do and where to sit as some of their parents hasten to their post as a bass player and a guitar player and a piano player. The children know where to sit and know that they're at church. They're busy with their, they are busy with who they are, yet they know you are there. But watch them closer and you will see something amazing and wonderful in their lives. There's a certain interval during their time together that they will take that book, open it, and in anticipation, listen for God to speak to them. The world would call them crazy, but they know they hear God's voice speak to their heart. It is that voice that they have gathered to, to listen to. Some things they hear, they say amen to, and at other times they're so, so quiet. But God is working and individually molding each one into the precious child that He wants them to be. Sometimes when God speaks to them, it comforts them. And then at other times it rebukes them. Then they do the most amazing thing they get up, walk down an aisle, and bow their knees to talk to the one who's been talking to them. If they know you're in need, they will bow down beside you and pray on your behalf. While they are on their knees, they talk about all sorts of things, personal needs, family needs, material needs, spiritual needs, needs of our country, 
and the needs of other nations. They pray for things they would love to see happen, and yet they surrender to the things that don't. God has truly assembled a unique group of people together at this place. When they gather together, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it heals. But they keep coming. They call themselves Murrayville Baptist Church. And they are my friends. In honor of those people who make up NBC, Pastor T. John Dale, 12 8 2020. I love y'all. Keep these altars, keep these altars warm with your prayers. Make sure you talk to Him. He will take care of you. He will. He'll do it again, Sister Marlene. He'll do it again. It's not just a song. It's a truth about our God. He will do it again. I want Brother Chris to play a song. I love this song. It's about these altars. It's about if we could hear... These altars talk. Listen to this song in closing. This old wooden bench has listened to prayers. The desperate have knelt here with the heartaches they bear. And there's always room for the searching, the lost. So many have come on their way to the cross. If this altar could talk all the stories you'd hear of the changed, the forgiven, the
you're just not going to make it without Him. If you're here this morning empty and your life's just missing something, I've got good news for you. His name is Jesus Christ. And He'll come into your life and your heart and give you the fullness and the life that you've always been looking for. This world does not have your answers. This world does not have what you're looking for. It's Jesus Christ. It's not a thing that you need. It's Jesus Christ. He died on an old rugged cross and hung there in shame and in your sins. And He's here. He rose up from the dead that third day. And He's here to save you and be your Lord and Savior in your heart and life for the rest of your eternity. If you'd let Him come. If you'd let him come. If you need to come this morning, please come. Please let Jesus into your heart. Don't put him off. Brother Terry is going to lead us in the song. Maddie, you come and let's go get ready to baptize you, girl. <laughs> 